What's up, everyone? Happy Hello. Monday. Welcome back. Welcome. Or welcome, if you're new. Right? <laughs> welcome to our show. All right. Today's topic brought to you by Jen is... <laughs> that's when you say it. Oh, you want me to go? I never do this part. Um, we're going to talk about how to build your clientele and some really simple and very effective ways to do that. Uh-huh. It's not going to be fast, but they are ways that you're going to get some traction. Yeah. We get asked a lot of questions, especially we've been meeting a lot of people, interviewing a lot of people. Uh, we met the other day, like a hundred and what, 30 people Oof, at a yeah. school mm-hmm. and talked to everyone individually, almost everyone individually. Yeah. And one of the questions that we get is how do you get clients? Right. Or do you get a lot of walk-ins? Mm-hmm. Walk-ins for me are interesting because so there's always going there's always going to be this like I guess let me back up a half a step. I don't know if worrying about walk-in traffic is necessarily your best focus of time. And I'll tell you why. If you're not on, in a place that is focused on walk-in traffic, like the quick cuts type of places mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is totally cool if you are, then you should worry about mm-hmm. walk-ins. But if that's not your game plan, you're always going to have sort of this transient flow of people coming in, but they're not really staying. Maybe they just happen to be in the area. Like a lot of walk-ins that I've had are like, I had one guy that was, this was actually pretty cool. I forget the name of the NASCAR driver, but he was the pilot. Oh, yeah. He was a pilot for a NASCAR team and driver. He's not coming back. Right. So the walk-in is great to get the walk-in. But it's not building your foundation of a clientele. Right. Yeah. And And most walk-ins aren't there to be repeat business. Yeah. You might wow them if you give them something amazing for an experience or whatever. And they happen to be local. A lot of times it's too. It's I'm just in visiting family and I was like, I need a haircut. Mm -hmm. So I found you. Yeah. But I'm from North Carolina and I'm not coming back. Yeah. So... Worrying about walk-ins is not really, like I said a second ago, where I think most people should put their focus. I think it's almost a waste of time, but it's fun to have walk-ins. It's fun to have that transient sort of switch it up, you know, um, portion of your, you know, day. Yes, I would agree. All right. So what do you want to do? Just dive into... Yeah, I... um... So one of the biggest, I guess, tips that I or piece of advice I would share for somebody starting out or somebody building and you're frustrated, this would go on either one. So you're not building fast enough, let's say you've been doing hair for a bit um, or, you know, what's what's that piece of advice? What's that golden ticket type thing? You have to be available. And that means to me. I would strategically pick the shifts you want to work and really think about the hours you want to commit to and then commit to those, meaning come in for that shift, be present at that shift, stay for that shift. And I would commit that you're looking at at least a year of those are your hours, be available, don't block them off and show up and do your job. And if you are not busy in those hours, there is so much you can do. So that you're not just sitting around bored, scrolling on social media. So I want to interrupt. Yes. Because I know where you're going and I think it's great information. The first thing I would do if you're not busy is to start asking yourself why and then to keep digging in 
on yes, each level. So that. like, why are you not busy? Well, I just started. Great. What now? What steps should yes. you be taking? Because that's different from why are you not busy? I don't know. I've been here for five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something's wrong. Right. And it's not that you just started. Right. So right. Those are different what, sets of what problems. What does your day-to-day marketing, because that's really what this is about. It's about marketing. What does mm-hmm. that look like? Well, I just hang out at the salon. Not good enough. Yeah, that's not. If you've been there for five years and I'm being dramatic, but if you, so if you, one year, two years and you're not building anything and you're just sitting around or you're not sure what to do, like, so, so someone should have helped you along the way. So like, for example, for our staff, we have this podcast, they could easily listen to it and they would have all the information that we put out for the world. Yes, We have Slack where we communicate with them. If they need help with stuff, they reach out or they should reach out. Um, we have done social media classes in the past where we've shared what's worked for us and what's gotten business, not what's gotten likes for, from other hairstylists, but like what's gotten business. Uh, we've brought people in to talk about things that they've done. So if you've been somewhere for a while and nothing's happening and you're asking for help and you're not sure what to do, maybe look somewhere else, Mm -hmm. or maybe that's the time that you get a specific coach. So maybe you get somebody to help with your marketing. Mm-hmm. You also sh- should be sort of helped out. If you're at a commission business, you should be helped out. Mm-hmm. Helped but, out with information. But there's and only that stuff, so yes. much. Yeah, you have to take the yeah. steps. You still are you part of the equation and a very big play. part. Yeah. Um, and I do, I think that sometimes can be a misconception in commission salons. Like you just don't have to do anything. And the salon takes on, like for us, we do so much advertising, marketing. Like we, go above and beyond. But that doesn't mean that the staff doesn't have to do some of their own part. So they have you to know, do all of the part. Yeah, they, I can put the person in to, your chair, but I can't make them happy. You have to do that. Right. I can't do the hair. You have to do that. And I can't make them rebook. You have to do that. Correct. Like they need to give the exceptional service. They need to be technically working on stuff daily, weekly. Um, they need to be consistent in their own social media because that's their walking business card. So clients nowadays, you know, they're like, who, who am I booking with? And then they're going on your Instagram to see what your work looks like, who you look like, like your face should be on your Instagram. They really want to get to know the person's they're going to be seeing for that visit. And that requires when they go on your Instagram that you've posted, I don't know, at least within the last month or so. And it's consistent. Like, does the hair on your page fit what they're wanting for their hair? Does the face that you're putting out there look like someone they want to relate to? Um, those, those parts are all really important too. Yeah. Social media is interesting because I don't see... I don't spend a ton of time looking at what other people are doing. Sometimes I go and I'll scroll through real quick. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it is what it is. If you're not going to put effort into it, just shut it off. Yeah. Don't even have one. Because it's just a distraction. You're just on there to look at people's hair picks. Well, why? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, what does that do for you? Um, and this is all in relation to this topic. I'm talking about getting yeah. clients. So. If you're not going to put effort into social media, don't pretend, don't waste your time with it. Don't uh, come up with some excuse where you just aren't comfortable or no one cares. You either want clients or you don't. And if that's not something you're going to utilize, then forget about it. Move on and figure something else out. Uh, Which would be one of the things that we talk about a lot is getting out in the community. Yes. So we say this, but what does that mean? What does it look like? How can somebody 
get out in their community? Let's talk. Let's come up with a list. Coffee sure. shops. Yep. You walk into a coffee shop and you introduce yourself. You ask if there's a manager or an owner and you say, hey, love your place. Um, maybe I could do your hair sometime. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for, you know, we have a model rate and get some content. And hopefully you're not somebody that's given up on social media. But if you if you have, then whatever. Well, maybe. then the model would just be your technical skills yeah, and exactly. improving them. Exactly. Yeah. You can take out of that. You always want to maximize stuff. But if you, because it it takes more than one focus too, more than one front, you're not just going to post on social media, but not get out in the public and think that people are going to find you. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not going to find you. Yeah. You have to get, no one cares that much to search on social media for a specific stylist in their town. Yeah. You're lucky if you get that. You can write downtown X, New Hampshire hairstylist, uh, best Boston hairstyle, like you could write all that stuff, but it doesn't matter. No Mm -hmm. one's, everyone else has written that too. Right. So it loses its value. Like what you were saying, you get out into like the, the places where other people in town go. So the coffee shop, the restaurant, the smoothie factory, I don't really care who. What about if we got more specific? What if you went to the local wedding place and you introduced yourself because guess what happens? People need their hair done. What if you went to the local photographer and you were like, if you're ever in a pinch, text me, maybe I can help you out with hair. Mm -hmm. What if you went to a local makeup artist or a local spa that didn't have hair? Maybe there was just a massage place in your town and you networked. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think... If you're thinking, well, that would be so uncomfortable. Well, in order to grow and in order to grow a clientele, you're going to have to get outside of your comfort zone. So it could be as easy as, hey, I'm working at X, Y, and Z salon over here. I'm looking to build. I'd love to help you too. And if there's a way we can work together, that would be amazing. Um, I I had someone reach out to us that does skin that's coming into our building. um, And she's like, can I get coffee with you and Todd? Because I'd love to network back and forth. That's all she had to say. That was it. I was like, this is an amazing opportunity. We can't wait to meet with you. Like it's, it doesn't have to be this big, long thing. Yeah. I don't know what's going like, to happen from that, but you now know someone yep. else. That person's going to meet two people. Yes, so, so it's just about meeting people. Yeah, and This is what I do. Can I help you? Can you help me? And can we work together? This stuff really, if you want to break it down into simple, the easiest way to understand this is it's math. The more people and opportunities that you create. Yep. The, meaning the more, so hold on, let me make it even simpler. The more people you talk to, the more opportunities potential come from that. And when you talk to them, you need to tell them, I do hair. I'm looking to build my clientele. They yeah. need to know that. But yes, the mathematically, the more people that you engage with, with that, and you give them the information, the odds are in your favor that those people are going to come in or more of them are than are not. Yeah. It's just math. If yeah. I tell 10 people and I have a 10%, you know, rate on that. That means one out of 10 people are going to come mm-hmm. in. If I stop at 10, that means one person came right. in. So you got to keep if going. If I stop at a hundred, that means I got 10 new clients. Yes. And if you're like, that's a lot of people to get 10 clients. Well, that's what it takes. Yeah. Think of how many I mean, you've seen a day. Yeah. I, I Where don't. your, um, if your salon or wherever you work has logo um, apparel, wear that out when you're out and about all the time. Cause they'll be like, Oh wait, where is that place? Oh, I work there. Like there's a great way stopped all the time. I'm, yes. I'm wearing a, our sweatshirt right now. Yeah. Hair co, and I get stopped when I'm picking up stuff um, from the butcher. So if you're like, <laughs> Oh, my salon doesn't do that. So cool. Buy a shirt that says I do hair and wear that out when you go out. Like don't make excuses, find solutions. There's so many different ways out there to advertise for yourself. And if it's just like, Hey, I do hair or 
make a shirt that says I want to do your hair. So people will there's, stop you. Uh, there's like a barber or something on, I think, Instagram that had shirts made of his that are like, I want to cut your hair or ask me for a haircut or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because what do you do when you look at somebody? You check out their fit. Yes. <laughs> and if they have a shirt that's at. like, I want to cut hair. Yeah. I would be like, oh, you do hair too? And so remember when I was saying like making yourself available and if you have these gaps in your schedule with a lot of downtime, the stuff we just discussed, this is stuff you could do in your downtime. You don't have to do it on your off days either. Like, okay, I have a two hour gap. Well, I'm going to go out. I'm going to grab a coffee. I'm going to promise to talk to five people and tell them I do hair. And whether you hand on a business card or you just tell them you do hair and where it is, this is where you can utilize this, these dead zones and make them a really positive part of your day. And almost look forward to them. That's my networking time. I'm going to get out and I'm, this is what I'm going to go do. For sure. Yeah. Again, this might seem like a lot of work, but what, like, if you're somebody that's like, I don't have clients, I'm not busy. Well, you have time to do the work. It's a lot of work <laughs> to build your clientele. Do not think you're going into a salon and you're just going to be busy overnight. That is not a thing. It's just not. No, because really what we're after. So if we, here, here's as secret sauce as you can get with building a clientele focus less on getting people in focus more on bringing them back. Yeah. That's the, the relationship that's the is shortcut. the, that's the secret. That's sauce. the shortcut in building a clientele. We tell people on our staff. So we have two different things that we use computer related. So I say, just like what Todd did, it's really about connecting with the client. And so that might mean remembering that they just got a dog or they have a new baby coming. And if you're like overwhelmed because you're learning how to do hair plus talk, it's, it's a lot. I totally get it. But whatever software you guys are using at your salon, there's a place for notes. Make notes. I don't care how cheesy it is. Write down little tidbits about everybody that you're seeing. So when they do reschedule, you may not remember their face, but you'll see in their name, it says, oh, Cynthia just got a dog. So when she reschedules with you, that's the hope, right? That's how you grow your business. Even though you may not remember Cynthia's face, once she comes in, you could, once you do see her, you'll probably remember her. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot. You just got a dog. How's it going? And right away, like the conversation just flows and they just feel important. And that's really how you start to build. You get them to come in once and you remember some more stuff for the second visit. And then before you know it, even if your haircuts or your services are not like fire and like hitting it out of the park, they're going to give you a couple turns or a couple like appointments to get that going. And you can work on your technical skills in between. As long as you work on them. Well, there's the other part. So that's yeah. the other part I was going to say. In order to build your clientele, you need to be working technically on everything that you offer. So whatever your services are that you offer at your salon or barbershop, um, those need to be worked on often. And that doesn't mean watching videos. It means if you want to watch videos, then you're doing it on a mannequin yeah. or you're bringing in models. So that's the other thing. Let's say you have some downtime or you've been working Fridays and they're just not filling in. So offer, I don't know what your salon does, but at our salon, offer somebody to come in to get a blow dry so that you can work on maybe a new tip or trick that you saw that you want to and use that for your content. Or maybe there's a skill set you need some work on. Have somebody come in to be a model. Like even if you're not busy taking new clients all the time, you can still be busy working on stuff so you feel good in your salon space. For sure. Another thing you can do, again, this is dependent on where you work and whatever, but have conversations with your leadership. You know, your managers or the owners, uh, but a referral program. Yep. That might be something you want to look into. Uh, we talked about getting out and collaborating. 
what about you could get out and collaborate in different ways? Maybe you're somebody like me that likes to write. I enjoy to write. Maybe you enjoy research. You're, you're a little sleuth, <laughs> right? You're a little Sherlock Holmes. But maybe you go to a wedding planner and you have a conversation and tell them up front, like, hey, I want to write a blog about the challenges of managing hair during a ceremony or whatever. I don't mm -hmm. know much about weddings, but um, <laughs> I don't know. And then do a little research, talk to some brides. Maybe you get some horror stories. That's always good clickbait yeah. sort of stuff. But get out there and establish yourself as an expert because you are, you're an expert mm -hmm. at hair. You might not be at mastery level. And I'm not talking about you took the master barber course. So you can talk by yourself. <laughs> you're, I'm a master, but um, I'm talking about like actually improving your skill set and then demonstrating that to the public because otherwise no one knows you exist. Right. I'm sorry to be rude. Like no one knows I exist outside of the people that do. <laughs> do you know what I mean though? Yes, like it's, I do. if you're trying to get out there, you have to put yourself out yeah. there. Yeah. I think it comes back to what you said in the beginning. Like really ask yourself, are you, are you putting in an honest effort? Are you doing the work? Cause going into wherever you work and just sitting around is not putting in any bit of work at all. Everybody can do that. We can all show up. Yeah, at work no. And just sit. Showing up is the. Um, the other thing you can do, and this is something I've been doing recently, is um, school. Can I guess? Yeah. I was going to say community involvement. Yes, exactly. Right. So um, for me, it's it was fairly easy because our kids are in the school district, the one town over. So I want to help. I want to help those schools, and I want to help the PTO raise money for our schools. Cause that's where my kids are. So how can I help? And I don't have a lot of time to be on these boards, but what I can do is offer services for the dances and, and show up and raise money and offer my time and bring my team so that the community knows my team exists and they can meet them too. And it's been amazing. It's, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of effort put into it. And then we have to give up our time and donate that. But the, what we get back and what we've been getting back is people coming in for the same services we did at the dance, which we put tinsel in little kids' hair. But um, our I tinsel, got an email today. our tinsel game is on point right now. But you know, you could be like, "Oh, tinsel! Like, what do you get out of that?" The point isn't the tinsel. The point is you get them into your salon space to get the tinsel. And what other services do they need, or who do they know? That's that's that, the game changer. That tinsel is your icebreaker. Yes. It's your hook. Yes. It's your way to get somebody to come in. Yes. And then you anchor with offering like a, either a higher value service or something else that to, to get them in your chair. Totally. And you know, I hear it often. And it, and it might be that they're not ready to leave their hairstylist or barber yet, but maybe they come, maybe there's somebody that like likes the atmosphere and they're like, you know what? Once in a while I like to get a blow dry somewhere yes. else. And now you're that person. Correct. And then their their person goes on uh, vacation and they're like, shoot, I forgot I wanted to get my haircut. And they give you a chance or yep. they go on maternity leave. It's the opening the door, the icebreaker. Yes. yes. But if you don't do that, then you don't have it. And it's too late when that yep. person does need somebody. I hear. don't know you exist. So often like, I don't, I don't want to do kids cuts. Like it's a waste of my time, whatever, blah, blah. Let me tell you this. Learn how to price, I guess, your services. Well, there's that too. But you don't work at our salon, so... That might be a whole different ballgame. That's, that's sorry, another podcast. Sorry, sorry. But here's here's what I'm going to say there is it's not just about the kid. And I have we have three children. If I were to bring my child in to get a haircut and you treat my kid amazing and give them 
an experience like no other. You now pretty much have all my kids' friends. You have me. You probably have my husband. Like, you like that's again that's the door that's being opened for you like I trust you to do my child's hair so now like talk to me and talk to my kid and give us a tour and give the great experience and then before you know it I'm like do you have time to cut my hair you know so and then now you just got another client so it's not just about that one person sitting there it's the network that comes with them it's them leaving and talking about the amazing experience you had and that's how you build on top of that one person so if you have one person a day your goal is to treat that person amazing. And then hopefully they're telling all their friends and then you get another person off of them. Because let me tell you, friends all travel together and they all want to go to the same person if the person is good. Uh, another one that I have on here, I agree with all that, is to offer complimentary um, services. So yeah. you might be like, I need to make money. I don't want to give away. Right. But you also need to start. Yep. That's so <laughs> say, say you have a person or two a day starting out, which would be good. Awesome. But you have more time. So maybe you ask, always ask because, uh, certain things like a haircut, I would say whatever. Um, I, I forget the art discounts off the top of my head. It's not relevant, but yeah. make sure you're not giving away products and stuff like yeah. that because your salon's we'll going to be like, what are you doing? Cover that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So if so somebody no gets, one's taking a loss really. If somebody's getting time. a color service or a chemical service that needs to be covered. Yes. Um, and then from that, my, my point was then you can get content. You can also get exposed to doing that service. You also have a person now that might have not been in your salon, in your salon. So right. again, now it's creating an opportunity mm -hmm. for the future. Correct. Um, off the top of my head, I forget where, what I had next for, um, like points on that benefits, mm -hmm. but there are a bunch. We've had people do that. Yeah. If I've there's a service that you want to do, but you don't seem to be getting a lot of them. So you're like, I wish I had more content to share. Now create you need a model it, for that. Yeah. It. So like, for example, we had a barber at our place that was like, I love doing skin fades. I think the whole world should have a skin fade. And I was like, cool, you need to get those on your page. And they, she was like, well, I just haven't been getting them. And I'm like, just call some friends that you can talk into getting one, have them come in. I'll even come in and film for you. We'll make fun videos because mm -hmm. we've done that in the past. And we'll just have fun. Like have right. just... Document yourself having fun doing work and document your clients having fun. And people will be like, I want to have fun too. Yeah. If I go there, maybe it's fun. Yep. That's why I'm a big proponent of showing people's faces. Yes. If you only ever post the back of the head in some weird odd pose to show off the hair, we get it. You do hair, but so does all the other hairstylists on Instagram. Yeah. So you're watered you need, down. I need to see the face. I yep. need to make sure that person's happy. I can't tell that they're happy from the back of right. their head. Regardless, say you gave somebody this beautiful, um, dramatic, like rainbow hair that they've wanted their whole life. And now they have it, but you did it in the wrong colors and they're crying. But I took a picture of the back of the head and looks great. But <laughs> I don't know that right. what that person wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I also say put your face on there because people want to see who you are. They want to see that. Another one that I had was uh, workshops. You don't have to be this like freaking uh, like stage artist or something to put together a workshop. Mm -hmm. We've helped people put together workshops that are like teaching dads how to braid hair. Yep. We've been doing even some one-on-ones with teaching adults how to do their makeup. Yeah. Makeup is one that I know uh, you just said this, but yeah. we've been doing at the salon yeah. lately. We've had a handful of those, but, and those are great ways. Figure out a rate. 
um, bring people in, do it as a group, do it as one-on-one, do it as two-on-one. Maybe you bring in a mother and a daughter, or maybe you bring in teenage sisters that need help with styling their hair. Whatever it is, you can do it and you can show someone how to do it. And that's a problem or a challenge that your clients are having that you can solve for them. And that's where money That's the magic. That's where if you start solving problems like, hey, I can't style my hair this way, but I really want to. Okay, I can show you how to do that. Mm -hmm. It's going to take us like, uh, I don't know, 90 minutes. What's your hourly rate? Figure out your hourly rate for your teaching of your classes. And however long your classes take now, maybe it's $50. So $75 it costs. And you're going to help that person. Mm-hmm. And maybe every few months they have a follow-up with you. They do an hour. This is where also putting that content, creative. putting that content on your social media page. I just did one on curling. Um, I just had somebody that booked an appointment with me to teach them how to curl their hair. So I also put that on my page. There's free information. It helps the people that when I do one-on-one classes, go back for the information, but also it's going to help people in the future be like, okay, I tried that. It's not working. Can I just hire you to help me do this for a little bit and show me some stuff for their hair? Right. So it opens up that conversation. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Uh, I know we're trying to keep these short. I think that's a lot of information. And if you can do one or two of those to start, make a list of everything we just went down, but do two, do two things to just start and do them consistently, do them well, really put in the effort and then you can keep adding on once that becomes like really normal for you. Now it's time to add on two more things to add to your wheelhouse and experiment. So if you try two things and one is really working well, you have a couple of options. You can ditch the other one and add something on, or you can double down on the one that's working Mm -hmm. really well. And say it's, say you start writing blogs and you're collaborating and interviewing local um, business owners or local photographers or whatever. If that's going really well and you're putting out one a month, try to put out two a month. Right. Can you do that? Yeah. Is that too much? Don't do it then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You'd Whatever to... will keep you consistent and keep doing yes. it, right? Yeah. That's that's going to be the key. It's it's to pick something, stick to it, decide how long you're going to do it for to like really look at your results and you you just, you do it. Yeah. You have to. Um, and I, once isn't enough. I would say <laughs> a minimum of three months yeah, to try to try something, but probably more like six. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Hope that helps. If you have questions, comments, or fun facts, I guess reach out to us. And uh, if you need help and would like some mentoring or something like that, reach out. We're here. Smash the buttons and we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. Yeah. Happy Monday. Bye.